Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the freaks. Freak Nation, we're going to do something tonight that we haven't done in a long damn time. Frankly, we haven't done this since the crash or whatever the hell market that was in 2007, 2008. In about five and a half minutes, we're going to bring in our partners with Sports Map Radio Network and bring this some bitch up to about 90 freaking affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Check out speedfreaks.tv to find affiliate near you. But looking at the numbers right now, looks like many of you are joining us on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook Live, our good friends at WWT Raceway, letting us go live on their Facebook page tonight. Because uh, Antron Brown's here in the house. Antron Brown, one of the faves there at WWTR. So, yeah, man, we're welcoming in a lot of folks here in the Freak Nation. If you're just joining us for the first time here with the Freaks, we've been doing this for 20 two freaking years actually more than 22 years back when Statman couldn't even freaking drive his car Statman got his license about 10 years ago <laughs> that there right Statman? yeah that's when i uh decided to grow hair and said it didn't look good so i cut it all off bang and if you're not familiar with the faces if you're watching us again on youtube facebook live twitch you got crash gladys Statman, suave richard c suave and yours truly, Kenny Sargent. Coming up this hour, Will Power. We just got confirmation from our friends at IndyCar that Will Power will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Can't think of a better champion for a series than Will Power with the IndyCar series. He'll be joining us at 15 past the hour. Also, it, it looks like with our research, I think we've all reminded each other about this. Since Lemmy Kilmister of Motorhead joined us, gosh, 15, 16 years ago, was it? Yeah. 17. I think it was the fifth anniversary. Yeah. Yes. I, yes, you're right. You're All right. right. Uh, we play this interview. We play about two minutes of this interview with Lemmy Kilmister of Motorhead because he says something in this interview that we all just, our jaws dropped. Statman Stat asked him this certain question. And it's all centered around what happened today um, in 2000. 2001. 2001. Sorry. Of course, we're talking about 9 11. And it was something that Lemmy Kilmister said many years ago, just rocked our world. It was like, whoa, that's it. So we're going to be playing a bit of that interview with Lemmy Kilmister of Motorhead coming up at about 25 past the hour. Antron Brown, three-time NHRA top fuel champion, got his first win as a team owner driver prior to the U.S. Nationals, the race before, Crasher? Just right? two weeks before, yes. Yeah. And then goes out and wins the big go. So he's going to be joining this hour. But really, while we're featuring him in here, Statman, Crash, Suave, is uh, for a different reason, Crasher. He sat in front of Congress this past week because he's a part of the Race Act. He's helping to promote the Race Act in the sense of the RPM Act, I think is what it's called. But they've got another acronym of race, which is very fitting, of course, because, well, motorsports. 
basically to help ensure that many grassroots motorsports companies can continue on in this new EPA environment that we have going on now. I mean, if someone is going to dress a car up for racing purposes only, the rule needs to be as long as you aren't racing it on the streets and you stick to the track, everything should be a-okay. You're not destroying Mm -hmm. the environment by doing that. This is a business for many. Let's not cut out the business that puts meals on the tables for so many people, millions of people. Let's just kind of find a happy medium here where we can all be friendly to the environment, but still have our motorsports Jones that actually pays us pretty well as well. He'll be joining us at 40 past the hour. And we have Julie Natus, NHRA top alcohol dragster pilot. She joins mm-hmm. us in the second hour. She also won at Indianapolis over Labor Day weekend. Twice. And, and Stadman, uh, we got about a minute here before we, we join our uh, sport mat, sport, sports map friends. We got Benny Scholl from the band Avoid coming in. And I think, as you said, he's got enough electricity to power the West Coast, buddy. You're not kidding. It, it, it was <laughs> like the guy was plugged in when he was talking to us. And uh, he had a, a monster behind him. Where do you see this monster that <laughs> that, so that blinks behind him? You know, and he just said, yeah, OK, whatever. It's back there. So basically, you're saying Benny Scholl of the, of the band Avoid is the one who he's our answer to green energy. Yeah, there you go. exactly. There we go. It brings the EPA back into the conversation. All right, Freak Nation, we're going to bring in Sports Map Radio Network and get in some crash status news and notes. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. As we talked about at the top of the show, Freak Nation, very proud to welcome in our new partner, Sports Map Radio Network. Bringing in a bounty of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. For those of you who've never heard Speed Freaks, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> about to get real. Yeah, uh, Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Richard C. Suave, we're all here. Antron Brown coming up this hour. Let me kill Mr. of Motorhead. We reflect on 9-11 with Lemmy Kilmister. And a dude from the band Avoid, Benny Scholl. Uh, he's in the second hour. Well, let's yeah. do what we always do at six past the hour. We give you the latest in motorsports news with Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. Brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do the smart thing, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com to find the tire for your righteous ride. I don't care what you're driving, man. It's still hot out there a lot of places here in the country. Get yourself a new set of GTs on that F-250. Or that sports car. Hell yeah. General Tire's got them. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? All right, IndyCar season finale out west. Trans Am in the wet at the Glen. NASCAR with all four series in Kansas. And hey, how about some F1 for good measure? Alex Pillow won the battle in California, becoming the ninth winner in the 16-race IndyCar season. But it was Will Power who drove his butt off in a loose car to secure his second IndyCar championship, this time with just one win on the season. So that basically means patience, consistency. Yeah, those are the words that will co-brand his side of the Astor Cup. We'll chat with Power in about five minutes to see if any of his reality has now sunk in for him. I've, I've been told those fire-hot Cheetos 
he's been guzzling those down. Whoa. Dude needs a dinner, but we're going to catch up with him right before dinner. Remember, he also sat on the pole this weekend, pushing him past the GOAT Mario Andretti in number of career number one qualifying spots. Linus Lundquist secured the Indy Lights title and the million greenbacks to go with it, but there were two race winners on the weekend. Christian Rasmussen won on Sunday, but Kenny, care to tell us who netted the win yesterday in Indy Lights? Did my boy Stingray win it? Stingray Rob, oh one of the greatest names gosh. in motorsports. There's a driver named Stingray stat, man. <laughs> Holy smokes. Formula One raced at Monza and, yes, becoming a bit of a broken record by saying that, yes, right. again, Max Verstappen took the win. And, yes, again, he had to deal with a bunch of boos by Ferrari and Mercedes fans. Oh, well, whatever. But this is his fifth win in a row. That's pretty impressive. Trans Am was at the Glen Connor Mosack. And, of course, Justin Marks. Yes, that Justin Marks taking the wins on the season or, excuse me, on the weekend. Finally, NASCAR at Kansas. It was John Hunter Nemechek who won in trucks. The ARCA race was called until today. That then went to Corey Hine. Noah Gregson in the Xfinity race. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? <laughs> yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code KEY for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code KEY for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code KEY for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up.
Geico presents Daily Affirmations. Repeat after me. Our thoughts are like the ocean. Our thoughts are like the ocean. Our thoughts create our reality. Our thoughts create our reality. We're thinking Geico offers claim service 24-7 with personalized attention from an assigned team. Geico offers claim service? Um, I-, I wasn't thinking that. We think it and it becomes our reality. So, uh, what about washboard abs? Let's give it a go. Think really hard. Okay, abs, abs, abs. Yep, abs. keep thinking. To manifest more Geico in your life, go to geico.com. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Can't thank Lucas Oil enough for being a part of the Freak Nation for about these 22 years of doing this thing. That's why you should go to the website, lucasoil.com. You got a boat? What about a rifle? What about a sports car? What about a snappy little powerboat? As I said, uh, they have all the products to keep your rides on the road, Freak Nation. I don't care if it's inside your car, outside your car, inside your engine, outside your engine. Lucas Oil has the products to keep your cars fat and happy. 9-11-2022, we started Speed Freaks. Gosh, do the math, Crasher. June of 2000. June of 2000. So we were, what? year and a half. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, Ish. give or take. Yeah, a year and a half into it. We, If we get some time tonight, we may share some stories of really where we were, what we were doing uh, when 9-11 hit. And frankly, that week after was incredible for us mm-hmm. and for everybody across the country. But, 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 but for the three of us, it was, uh, it was nuts. And all motorsports fans know what we're talking about. It became a wicked week in motorsports because CART at the time, mm-hmm. they had to cancel. Well, they couldn't cancel their races in England and Germany, whereas everybody else here in the States, they were canceling sporting events. And then all of a sudden, the Alex Zanardi crash, just what, four or five days after 9-11 because of not being able to cancel. And oh, it's just, we were all just shaking our heads like, what is going on with this world? Yeah. Just the racing industry was rocked big time that that week of course the rest of the world was as well stat man it's as we talked about at the top of the show when you have a gentleman and again uh, he's since passed lemmy kilmister of motorhead <laughs> we'll play this interview in about 15 minutes when you got a dude sitting across from you uh with the miles that he's put on his body and uh, again the four of us have seen our share of of um, peaks and valleys. But when you have Lemmy sit across from you and, and <laughs> make you go, duh, uh, make you w- wake up to uh, really what 9-11 did to us and how it shaped our country moving forward, it's bonkers. And he had somebody that he bought in just for the sole purpose of keeping his red plastic glass filled with adult beverage. And the guy, <laughs> he would come in every so often, fill it up, go back into the uh the uh, control room and just watch and make sure. And Lemmy would raise his glass. I want more. And he'd come back in and fill it back up. That was his sole job. That Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Richie, can you leave the studio buddy and just bring a a handle of Jack and just start (laughs) filling up our red solo cups, bro. I used to do that back in the day. Kind of. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I mean, you know, you've made it when you have your own personal drink refiller. Yeah. I mean, that's just, Oh, mind blowing. I had a guy come in and do a talk show with me once and had somebody to carry his briefcase for him. 
Okay. Drivers have helmet carriers. Yeah. Oh, that's greatness. She hey, was man. very nice, but uh, yeah, that's all. That's her sole purpose in life was to carry his briefcase. Did it have a lot of money in it? No. I don't know what it had in there. It could have been an egg sandwich, but you know, she that was she was carrying it and did a good job of it. Richie, bring up our Twitter page, will you? I I, I think egg it's uh, brilliant what you put out there at Speed Freaks on Twitter with the three stories that hit this weekend. Bubba Wallace grabs himself a win, a win while he's on the track in the car racing his ass off. Not a rain delay, not a shortened race. He won a freaking race in another car. I mean, not in his usual car, not in the 23. But in the 45 that won that race in the spring. Yes. So, I mean, it was a legit car anyway, but he still mastered it. He's still, yeah. Uh, Bubba Wallace wins at Kansas. Will Power wins the IndyCar Championship. And Kyle Busch goes to Richard Childress Racing. Not officially yet. That's Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tuesday. And we're asking that question. The biggest motorsports story this weekend Richie, for those not watching us, do you care to share the results with uh, our radio network? This is wild. I did not expect this, the results to wind up the way they did. I thought Kyle Busch would run away with this poll by far. That's not the case. Right now, it's basically a dead heat, about 33% each. Bubba Wallace just so slightly in the lead, 36.4%. Will Powers second IndyCar Championship, 33.8%. And Kyle Busch to RCR is burning up the rear at 29.9%. The thing that surprised me and the reason why is we posted this the Kyle Busch news on our Facebook page uh, mm-hmm. when it dropped over the weekend. And the amount of interaction that Kyle Busch gets, positive and negative, is incredible. And that's why it's surprising to me that Kyle Busch did not win this poll because of how many people either love him or hate him. It was, to me, the biggest story of the weekend by far because of all the ramifications that we've talked about previously on this show, what that's going to happen with Tyler Reddick, what's going to happen with Kurt Busch, et cetera, et cetera. But no, Bubba Wallace is the biggest story of the weekend, according to the Freak Nation so far, and that's that's awesome. Statman, do you think it's it touches on what I said at the, at the top of this segment where Bubba Wallace, an African-American in the series, gets a race win legitimately to a lot of people, a race win on the track, in the car, on the last lap. Oh, I think it's a a major story. And Kyle Busch has been bringing up the rear for a while now. And he's been cheered when he does bad and and booed when he does good by a lot of people in the grandstand. So uh, uh, those standings don't surprise me at all. Don't surprise me at all. Crasher, which one would you go with with the story over the weekend? Wait, am I supposed to go with my bias or just try to be as unbiased as possible? Because clearly I went with Will Power winning the championship with how crazy this was and having to hold off Joseph Newgarden, who was on a freaking tear at Laguna Seca. But Will did it by driving a loose car. The car he in so many words said it wasn't the easiest thing to drive this weekend. He had to keep it in the top of the, of the grid. And he did not only that, but he got Mm -hmm. his 68th pole. So yeah, I went with willpower. I think it's a badass championship for him. He only had one win on the season. So this was an absolute championship of consistency and teamwork and willpower pulling back from the old willpower and letting this new willpower shine to make it happen. Statman, your choice. 
Oh, I I would go with uh, uh, Wallace without question. I think Darrell Wallace has been and on the edge of winning uh, for several races now. He turned his season around, and I think that he is, especially since he's gotten into this other car, the more successful car. And it's amazing how you get into a more successful car and you have success. And the 23 car that he was driving is bumping around in the 20s where he was. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Wallace story is the much bigger of those three. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Wallace. Mine first was going to be Kyle Busch. And again, what, what Suave said with the ramifications of Kyle Busch moving to RCR, the gentleman who Kyle Busch has had his own little run-ins with and then goes to RCR. But with, with Bubba Wallace in that win, I mean, Will Power, again, he's up for that championship crasher. He's up for it. But, again, having to fend off teammate Joseph Newgarden and the madness that is, again, uh, Laguna Seca. Um, it's just a great question, Swabby. Great question. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to look for Will Power. Speaking of Will Power uh, winning the championship, he should be checking in shortly from Monterey, California. But first, uh, let's go with your stat man, Scat. Check out a great piece recently on autoweek.com. It looks at why young people aren't being attracted to the top ranks of NHRA drag racing. And like with most things, the answer to all your questions is money. But this bottom line is different. Money is flowing into Major League Drag Racing because of the Fox TV package and how it's growing. Sponsors like that. But this piece finds some interesting comments from championship drivers in the Lucas Oil Sportsman categories. Some of those champions are spending enough to be successful in the spotlight of drag racing, but they're enjoying drag racing instead of the business of drag racing. They have million-dollar motor coaches, million-dollar haulers, million-dollar cars, and the teams to support them. They just don't want to be road warriors crisscrossing the country. And they don't want to navigate social media for sponsors. They just want to go racing, win, have fun, and maybe be home to enjoy life, their own businesses, and their families. It's a problem facing most forms of motor racing. Some just want to race and have a life at the same time. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you, General Tires, for making this thing possible. Go to GeneralTire.com. It's GeneralTire.com to find the tire for your righteous ride, Freak Nation. Will Power's been coming in here for many, many years, many times of those 22 years. But my gosh, he joins us now as, again, your IndyCar <laughs> Series champion. And I have no, and look at watching wow, you on video right now, uh, Will Power. Where in the hell are you right now, buddy? Hello. You hear me? Uh, I'm at the hotel. No. <laughs> where's I'm, Bo? Uh, where's Liz? Where's the party? They left me. Oh. Um, I uh, got a little bit excited, and um, yeah, Liz said she's had enough. So, guys, it's uh, it's. Um, a tremendous, uh, sorry, it's lying down on my bed. I've just <laughs> finally got back to the hotel room, had a shower quickly, and, um, uh, you know, just just uh, can relax for one second and think about the day and the weekend, which is uh, pretty awesome. Will Power, your IndyCar Series champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And, Will, looking at what your teammates were doing on the track, uh, curious if – Whoever is in your ear at the time, are they even if they're I mean, if these if your teammates are are within a striking distance of you, is your spotter telling you where your teammates are and what they might do to you to either get you out of the way or to uh, again pull ahead of you at all? Uh, yeah, I do have a spotter. Um, was definitely aware that Joseph was closing, and I thought that uh, yeah, that was a pivotal time in the championship, a pivotal move. So um, I didn't really want him to get by, but he had to do another stop. Um, but ultimately, uh, yeah, it was it was a tough day. It really was. I knew Joseph would end up right up the front there and, um, uh, and it wouldn't just be a straightforward race for me. So uh, hard fought, so it's more satisfying when it's that way. And um, yeah, ultra ultra competitive series now, uh, and and it just feels great to win a championship in your forties. <laughs> See, you you can join the ranks of Elio Castroneves winning the five hundred in his forties, and Tom Brady winning a championship in his forties. Phil Mickelson, I mean, yeah, you're, the forties are the the former twenties. I mean, you are just you're in there with legends. Will you need to put let Will Legend Power in your name now? Yeah, I thought Will Power was enough. If you added Legend, it would probably be a bit of an overkill. But yeah, no, it's seriously, it's um, uh, it's great. It is. It's it's a great accomplishment, but you know, I, I really was a lot less selfish this time. I really wanted to win it for my um, my engineer had been there forever, and we'd let a few go that I felt we should have had. And um, I just he works his he works his backside off, and uh, I just I've been with him since '07. Same guy, um, you know. So so all those poles, all those wins, the two championships of being with him, and been a great relationship so i really wanted to not let him down but the whole crew this year was so good the team the crew the whole the whole group and uh there's more more 
more uh, an absolute team effort, and you know, I just just more for them. But I mean, they did such a good job this year, and uh, I feel great for them. Well, I want to touch on that unselfish statement that you just made because the TV broadcast wanted to really go into that and how you allegedly worked a lot in the off season to, to really change your mentality of how you were going to approach this season. So did you do something in the off season? And if so, did you have to remind yourself of whatever you taught yourself in the off season race weekend by race weekend? Mm, it was just, you know, the shift was and going to the first race, it was just, it was just had too many years of getting this big hole in the points. And it was just where I'm going long this year. That's I just kept saying, I'm, I'm playing the long game. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uh, settling for second. I'm not, not necessarily going to try force the force the issue and just going for sort of top fives. And, and that, it paid off. It was, that was my mentality and that was my approach. And it was, it was the right way to right way to go. Awesome. Will Power is the 2022 IndyCar Series champion, and right now he looks exhausted. Man, yeah, yeah. you you must be completely out. Was what is it? The race or the celebration after the race that has you oh. completely done right now? <laughs> no, I haven't had a chance to relax. Actually, I just find I haven't even eaten since the race. Um, and I had like a tiny bit of beer. Like I'm literally a couple of sips, and I already. It hits me, but because uh, I, I just don't, I don't drink. I don't like to drink. But um, it's, uh, uh, um, yeah, it was a very stressful weekend. It was like it was hard to, you're not getting good sleep. It's a lot of pressure on you, um, you know. And and uh, yeah, now it'll it'll hit me here real soon. It already is, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well worth it. Well worth it. I kept telling myself, I'm, you know, up at 3 a.m. thinking about the race. This is worth it. So <laughs> if we win this championship and, you know, I, I'm not going to get to do this for too much longer. So i gotta got to enjoy it. Um, really, really enjoy the craft and the, the racing and uh, and feel fortunate. A lot of gratitude for what I get to do and the people I have around me. So Will Power, a few races ago, uh, Joseph Newgarden came into the Freak Nation and said that the captain slipped a little extra money in his pocket after a win. Did the captain slide a little thicker envelope to you when uh, you got out of the car? Did he make it all worthwhile at the after the race? Mm, I might have to talk to Roger. I'm <laughs> out here and this, and you got some cash. So I'm not real happy about that, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, this I don't know to find out how much it is. So we can <laughs> five hundred. Five hundred. Yeah. Five hundred thousand? Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 It was right it was right in that neighborhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. right about that. Yeah. Well, no joke, he did win the three three races on three different tracks, so he probably got the million bucks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got doing you got doing just fine, let me tell you, just fine. Will Power's doing just fine. Come on. From his bed in his hotel room. If you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook Live, or if you're listening to us on one of our many affiliates, we've got your IndyCar Series champion, Will Power, here in the front. I thought this is just audio and we were just looking at each other. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I would have had a better backdrop. Yeah, see, there's the willpower that we know. Yeah, I guess that the thought of uh, the captain slipping a little extra money to your competitor that woke you up a little bit, got you a little involved, didn't it? I just, I've just I've eaten nothing and haven't slept all that well, and uh, 
uh, uh, used it all up in the race, unfortunately. Um, but I'm going to have to have some more energy. I've invited all my guys back here to the hotel and you know, buy them dinner and all that. So Okay, but hold on. For a guy who doesn't drink, they're going to be drinking. Are you going to partake? It's going to be hard. Well, I'm, I usually just drink green tea when everyone's getting on it. So that's probably me. I'm getting on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, and then can you video hey. them and then post it on social media? We want to see the party. Uh, yeah, you'll see it actually because I've had a video crew all weekend, so eventually something's going to come out. Hey, Will, were you trying to score brownie points with your wife when you said on uh, the broadcast that she predicted that you were not only going to uh, surpass Mario Andretti but win the championship? Or was that all a bunch of fluff? No, that's legit. She said that. <laughs> like, it blows my mind. She said, I believe. You're going to win another championship before you're done, and you're going to surpass Mario Andretti this year. She said that, and and it just yeah, I mean her gut feels nuts. So it just blows my mind, uh, but it actually gave me confidence. Like it made me believe that I could do it. It did. Like I, you know, um, start you start getting down when you have too many bad seasons. But she's like, I believe you're going to do that, and I believed her when she said that. And it, it probably just put a belief in me, and um, you know, this is the result. Wow! It's probably just honestly, it's just she probably had no clue. She's just like this will probably help him mentally. So <laughs> <laughs> I need to get him in in his in the right headspace. So if I say this, it'll give him confidence. Yeah. Well, you gotta, no. you, you keep gotta, doing it, Liz. Keep doing it. Yeah, you ought to have her negotiate your contract for you. Oh. She's yeah, have put her at the table and let Roger deal with her. Yeah, probably like because every time I come back from a negotiation, she goes, "You could have got more. Why didn't you go?" I'm like, "Oh my god, you go in, you go in." <laughs> Yes. All right. Well, look. Now man, she just has to show Bo. This guy needs college money. We got to wrap. Uh, we're going to let you go party, man. We, yeah, uh, again, we, you've been surrounded by a bear rug on your couch in your home, and now you're in your damn bed. Who knows? You may just be joining us with a thong sometime in the off season. Yeah, right? no, we don't need that. That's all yeah. good. Yeah, no, I'm really hairy, so you don't want to. That's true. Yeah. Buddy, we're proud of you, and we appreciate you all the time you roll in here because you are you are a freak, man. Yes, I am a little bit of a, but we all are, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a term of endearment. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. All right. All right, Wilson. Thank you, Appreciate buddy. It. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Will awesome. Power here uh -oh. in the Freak Nation. He is just, he's so solid. He looked, he looked completely beat. He's, he may not. We had a text message from somebody there. I think he's going, he will sleep for a week when this is all over. <laughs> Lying in his bed, Freak Nation. That looked like a bitch in hotel room, though. So, yeah, he's doing All right. just This fine. is what we're going to do, man. Antron Brown. Uh, two wins this year, and they're big wins because not only is the driver, is he the driver, but he's also the team owner. And the last time he won was at Indianapolis for the big go. He joins us next. In the second hour, we'll get to that Lemmy Kilmister interview. And we'll also hear from Julie Natus, top alcohol Double winner from Indianapolis. Uh, it's a big hour and what? Third, do the math. Hour, 24 minutes, man, from the, the Lucas Oil Studios. Uh, yep. Uh, more freaks coming up. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
Freak Nation, his name is Antron Brown. He is a three-time NHRA top fuel champion. And we caught up with him earlier uh, this week and we talked a little bit about Indianapolis and the big win at the big go, Lionel's Lucas Oil Colors. But he also had to put on a suit and sit in front of the U.S. Senate to talk about the RPM Act. We'll get to that. But here's your bud, Antron Brown here in the Lucas Oil Studios. I want to get to the your appearance in front of Congress or the Senate, I should say, but uh, let's go over what happened last week in Labor Day weekend and really what you had to overcome. The fastest field in Big Go history or the fastest field in top view, whatever it was, you found an ounce of power to win that race that uh, not a whole lot of people thought you had in you. What did you find? Oh, Kenny, what we found was uh, we just started finding ourselves, you know what I mean? We started finding where we just put our head down and uh, we wanted to move up. We qualified number five out of a 25 car field and it was stout. I mean, number 16 qualifier was a 75. That's, that's getting it brother. Like five years ago to probably been number one qualifier. So with that being said for us is that we, we were trying to qualify and run like in the sixties in qualifying where we can move up in the top three, but that didn't happen for us because we missed out in our fifth qualifying session due to rain for us. And then we just got in race day and we just started picking at it. Like, you know, we had a tough first round matchup, got through that, got the second round matchup up against Steve Tarks, got through that. And then uh, and trip, we had Trip Tatum, trip Tatum first round. And then Steve O second round and Justin Ashley, we we pushed the Coles to it and went a 69 against him. And then we raced the juggernaut of teams out there right now who's number one in points, which is Brittany Force with uh David Grubnick. And our, our guys just kept their head down. Brian and Mark and Brad and the rest of the boys, they kept their head down and and we stuck right around Brittany there in the final where we let the whole we let the whole race from start to finish. So that was definitely a good statement to bring that big go home because not only did we win the race, but uh, there were 25 cars there that were showing out. Mm-hmm. Like everybody came and brought their A plus level game, and and to win that race, you had to beat the best of the best. So uh, that that really feels good for our team, and to carry that momentum going into the countdown. So what was it, Antron? What changed on race day? But you were also wanting it to go down in the fifth round of qualifying had that taken place. You said you wanted a 60 then or you were shooting for a 60 then. You got that in the semifinals against Justin Ashley. So what changed from your setup from the first two rounds of eliminations to those last two where you were just I mean, you were stout all day, but those last two, they were on fire. Yeah, we you know, the hardest part for us, Crash, was that that track was super good. It was good enough where you could ran like a 65. But the problem that everybody had on doing it, it had a lot of water grains in the air. Now, I know I'm getting scientific on everybody, but what I mean is there's a lot of humidity, a lot of moisture in the air. And I think that dampened everybody's tune-up where Brainerd, it was a lot drier air. It had like 50 grains of water in the air. In Indy, we were fighting out over 130 water grains, like double waters. Like it was like water hanging in the air. And as you know, if you want to have a big fire or a big bang, like a big boom, like it's got to be dry. It's got to be dry. And it was just tough for all of us to make power. The track was good enough to run world record numbers. 
but it was hard for all of us to make really big power to run those low ETs. You know what I mean? And, uh, and for us, we just kept on digging, like tuning it up more. Brian kept on tuning it up more. We kept on moving some stuff around. In the final, we really didn't show where we had our car was really on a high 68 run. Our car actually dropped a hole right before half track. So let me ask you a question. We're, we're going to talk about uh, climate change kinds of things when you talk to uh, Congress. What has climate change done to the performance of the top fuel cars, uh, the heat and uh, everything that climate change brings to the car? What has that done to the performance of the race car on the track? Well, the weather... I would say weather change for sure. Like weather change, it affects everything that we do on the racetrack. So if it's got more ambient sun out, like if you have more radiant sun, we we rate that like from one to 10, like our TRD folks do. And then when you get more sun on the racetrack, it actually makes the racetrack get hotter and it makes the rubber that's on the racetrack get more gooey, like chewing gum where it gets more slick and it brings the oil up out the, out the rubber where when we go out there, we try to hit it hard. When you go out on the racetrack, it's got like a 140-degree track temp. That's really, really hot. Like we raced Topeka. You could, we, have, we could still make good power, but then we don't have no traction. So we can't apply the clutch like we want to to yield the ETs that we're looking for, like the quicker ETs. But as the sun goes down, you get a little cloud cover, or the sun's going down, the sun's setting, and the track gets shade on it, and it goes down from like 130 degrees down to like 100 degrees per se. Now, the track, once it gets down to 100 degrees, is getting into that optimum temperature. The optimum temperature for a racetrack, I would say it's always between 85 to 95 degrees. That is an optimum track because it's not really like hard or stiff. I would say the rubber has like a little bit of give to it where you can get some wheel speed and get going. And then you could yield those world record ETs. Well, when the track gets below 85 degrees, then it starts getting to the danger zone where I say it gets really, really tight and it gets hard where it has no give. And it's like super traction where you can't get the car up on the wheels to get those big ETs where Indy got like that, where it got really, really good, where we didn't have enough power to make the tires do what we wanted to do. Or you do like what Steve-O did when he hit the gas it hooked so hard it jumped off the ground and then spun the tires because you hit too hard without it giving a little bit. So it's a, it's a whole science to it. And it's crazy how the weather, the sun, the temperature and everything's got it in our race. And we have to be balanced the right amount of power with the right amount of clutch goes with the right amount of traction. And when you get all three of those to line up, that's when you, you drop the boom on everybody. Drop the boom. That's what every kid in this world wants to do. Drop the boom. We've been talking a little bit. Right now, we're talking with Antron Brown, Indy Big Go winner with NHRA Top Fuel at the at the Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park just last weekend, the Big Go. But real quick, we've been talking a little bit on mic, off mic. Statman has a really good point about an article that came out this week with the lack of young names coming into the big part of NHRA drag racing, how there needs to be a way to attract 
younger, more diverse crowds. And my goodness, you're doing it. I mean, every science kid around the country right now that's listening to this is like, this is fun. I want to do this. How could I get in with Antron Brown to talk about the weather and, and track conditions? And I mean, this is amazing. What you're doing right now needs to be, I think, told more to kids to say, yes, racing. It's science, but it's fun and you can put it all together. Well, without a doubt, Crash, that's what we do. You know what I mean? The, the thing about it is everybody here STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Now they got new terminology called STEAM where you throw art in there too. So you can call it STEAM or STEM, what you want to do, because it is the art of what we do. You know what I mean? And uh, the craziest part of it is, is that we're actually showing these students and we do it at the NHRA. NHRA has a youth education and service program at the races where we reach out to all the local high schools and junior colleges where we go at. And we bring them out and we show them how we take those STEM learning subjects and we put them to real world use. Like you see it right away. Like, hey, we bring this in. We do this. We do that. This is the cause and this is the effect. And we break it down every day where our deal is nothing but a big science experiment. Every time we come back to the trailer where we're sampling the air, we're sampling the racetrack, we're taking oil samples, diagnosing that, we're engineering, doing aerodynamic stuff, we're doing probability problems with mathematical equations and Excel spreadsheets and breaking all the knowledge down there where we're going, okay, we're doing this, doing this. When we did this, we did that. Then we're just doing it all out with data and we're breaking it down. And I, you always say statistician says the numbers don't lie nope. and they don't, but the trick is nitro always puts a unique spin on it where it makes things happen that are not necessary. You can figure out mathematically is more trial and error because nitromethane is a different bird when you're mixing it in with alcohol and you put in a race vehicle with a blower and you go from making Normal race cars make about 3,500 horsepower, like pro mods and alcohol dragsters. Then you go to a top fuel car that we're making close to 12,000 horsepower. That's a big jump, but that's what we do. We make that STEM work for us. And all we do is the most efficient team wins on Sunday. The most efficient team wins the championship. And that's nothing but a probability problem because we can all do it different ways. But is always one way that's more better than the other. And the most efficient driver gets to talk to Congress and tell them how STEM is necessary for the future of everybody in all developmental aspects. Tell us what you did in front of, well, in front of everyone at Washington, D.C. this weekend and why it was so important. Well, I got to talk in front of the committee and it was a really necessary means about the RPM Act. And to be honest with you, what a lot of people don't realize is that the EPA, the EPA comes down and they enforce law on everybody where they they don't have anybody that's governing them and keeping them in check. And, you know, if you go to California, which I think California is one of the most strictest states that we have in the country. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yes. You know what I mean? Where it comes to like CO2, carbon dioxide transportation, you have to have battery operated cars, all the other stuff of that such nature. Well, if they have it in their laws for their state that you could take standardized vehicles and modify them into race cars and it's okay and commit at closed circuit racing 
and promote motorsports in that state, why do we have a problem putting that in law, in federal law, that goes across the whole country, where it will protect motorsports, period? Like, if it wasn't for us being able to modify street legal vehicles or motor vehicles when I was a kid, I would never be Antron Brown today. I took a street bike, modified it, and made it a drag racing bike. I'm cutting you off for a reason. What's the EPA's fear with modifying, whether it's motorcycles or four-wheel automobiles? Well, the EPA states at the end of the day is that they want to go after the bad actors. And what they mean is about the people who, like the corporations that make parts and pieces, and they said they're really going after the diesel truck industry, Mm. that they modify diesel trucks, change them and everything else. Well, what they're saying is they want to go after all these different companies, but they've been on the clock going after different companies and shutting these companies down when they were legitimate companies and they weren't, they weren't breaking the law. You get what I mean? They weren't changing or doing nothing. And this RPM act will protect them. And they said, no, we don't, we're not going to do nothing with racing. But then when you look at it, they have cases that are on the record back from 2020 and 2021, where it stated that we don't care if you modify a standard motor vehicle that's not allowed and and basically just crushed it. You get what I mean? So everything that they were saying that they wouldn't do, it shows that they were doing it. Hmm. You get what I mean? And all the RPM Act is, is to protect our industry. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. back with the freaks and we see it on twitter we see it on facebook we see your comments in regards to that interview with anton brown at the 30 minute interview we had a hard break a relative hard break we had to edit a 30 minute or actually 36 minute interview down to 13 minutes so go to our youtube page and you can watch and listen to the full 30 plus minute of anton brown here in the freak nation speed freaks on a sunday night uh, coming up next hour, we've got Lemmy Kilmister of Motorhead. We know that he's since passed, but back in the early 2000s, we caught up with him and his take on 9-11 here in the States. Also, Benny Schultz and the band Avoid will be here in the Freak Nation. And Julie Natus will be here at the Freak. Antron, by the way, for those of us watching on the WWTR Worldwide Technology Raceway page, right. You guys know Andron is going to come to visit you the first weekend of October right. for the big NHRA Nationals there at WWTR. Get your tickets now at www.raceway.com for the NHRA Nationals Freak Nation. Man, we're making a big deal about the Bubba Wallace win today. This guy is a three-time champion. You got to listen to what he's saying, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the best. Listen, when you get it. an invite, and part of that interview, when you go watch it on YouTube, part of that interview, we talked about him wearing a snappy suit to uh, get in front of a bipartisan group of senators, and um, where they come from. Right. Uh, he's uh, Antron Brown is a smart dude, man. You heard him rattling off some numbers and precision in that interview earlier. My goodness. 
Uh, we'll also talk, touch on Bubba Wallace's big interview in Kansas. Big interview. Big race win in Kansas. Kyle Busch making a whole lot of noise. Well, he's going to make the official noise coming up on Tuesday. We should play a game with that. He's, really? He tweeted, oh, announcement coming Tuesday, which we all knew anyway. We should play a game. What are the wrong things that he might announce? Ah, good point. All right, man. Uh, we're going to need to break for the top of the hour for everybody to get their snappy IDs in. And we'll, we'll be right back in it. More Speed Freaks coming up. up and try again. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. forward to the second hour of Speed Freaks in the Lucas Oil Studio Street Nation. Benny Scholl, the band Avoid. They're on tour now. He joins us this hour. Julie Natus. She won twice in Indianapolis last weekend. Well, no. That last weekend? Yes, it was last, last weekend. weekend. Holy yes. smokes. She is a top alcohol dragster pilot. She won twice in Indianapolis. Crasher? Yes, lots of talk, lots of mm-hmm. talk, especially after Indy has been heating up about her making the move to Top Fuel. So, yep, just just want to say, you know, we knew her when. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Hello to you guys watching us on YouTube and Facebook Live. And again, to uh, many of you folks who have been a part of the Freak Nation of the last 22 years, thank you guys for hanging out with the Freaks. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Richard C. Suave, we're all here. A poll is out at... Uh, Speed Freaks on Twitter, where we're asking you over the weekend, well, <laughs> with the Kyle Bush news, it's not official until we're told on Tuesday. Uh, he's headed to Richard Childress Racing. Bubba Wallace's win in Kansas. And then, of course, Will Powers' championship win in Laguna Seca this afternoon. What's the What's the biggest to you? Richie, for those not watching us, we share with the radio Audio Freak Nation of uh, the results of our poll at this point. Again, it's somewhat surprising to me, the results of this thing. As of now, we have a dead heat between Bubba Wallace winning at Kansas and Will Power winning his second career IndyCar championship, both at 35% with the Kyle Busch to Richard Childress Racing News, which we believe will be announced on Tuesday. Kyle Busch teasing that earlier tonight. Um, So yeah, Bubba and Will Power taking away the the poll here so far with 35%. Sorry, not sorry, Kyle. Uh, again, I wonder if our poll is part of the negativity of Kyle Bush putting the bash on people for so many years. <laughs> Potentially. Right? Potentially. But yes, we also have to say it is the beginning of NFL. Can mm-hmm. I just bring I'm just surprised that we are one hour and three minutes into the show and we have not congratulated one Mr. Statman on his Browns. Ending a 17-year streak of not winning on week one. <laughs> Is that what uh-huh. it was? Uh-huh. Holy smoke, uh-huh. I had no idea. 
Yes. Well, we got rid of we got rid of Baker Mayfield and put a third string quarterback in there, and we did better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah figure that out, right? So, two thousand five, the two thousand five season was the last time the Brownies won in Week One. And I will say this, man: look at what in, we we bash IndyCar. We're not going to see another Indy. We don't. Do we even know the schedule yet for IndyCar Crasher? No, no. NASCAR right? and IndyCar have not officially right. put out their schedules. Thank you, NHRA, for giving us your 2023 schedule. Mm-hmm. NASCAR and IndyCar have to play catch up. Uh, we don't even know when the IndyCar series is going to resume, but at least, at least right now they're playing the smart card and they get the hell out of here and they don't want to compete with college football in the NFL. Because, again, there's a, there is a, a number of motorsports fans, the majority, I would say, that are football fans. So, I mean, we put Crasher. You know that we put uh, we put a lot on IndyCar for taking <laughs> six months off, but they get I'm the hell st- out of here, don't they? Yeah, they do, and they've been doing that for the last several seasons. I'm still iffy on it. it it's the bottom line. It just comes down to how do you market your series, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to beat this dead horse again. I've been doing it for the last two months, but if they marketed their series better, they'd be okay. Would they be pulling hot ratings during NFL season? No. I think NASCAR is going to take a dip this fall as well. But it's it's they would do better if they marketed better. Because, again, we know the personalities that they have. Right. The racing on track is excellent. Just do better as a series. You can you can still coexist with football. Is that a, is that a fact stat? Do you think you can? Oh, yeah, especially if they had a, a, a reality-based TV show that could, that could go in right now for a half an hour, you know, 30 minutes. It doesn't need to be an hour, just 30 minutes that right. people could look at and get a background on Will Power and Joseph Newgarden and the great personalities that are in the IndyCar series. And they could, they could taste that while the – that season is all while during the off season and be ready to go when they get back to St. Pete um, in January or February. Yeah. It's cool to see that they're working on something. I don't know what, because Will just said he had camera crews following him all weekend. We saw camera crews following new garden and a couple of other guys. Freaks. We want to welcome in all of our sports map radio network affiliates. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Batman, Crash Gladys, Teddy Sargent, Richard T. Suave, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, man. If you missed the first hour, go to our website, speedfreaks.tv. We'll have it up there for you, man. Coming up this hour, Julie Natas. Natas, NHRA top alcohol dragster pilot. Uh, she'll be here from the band Avoid. Uh, Benny Scholl will be here in the Big Nation. And if you're a Jim Rome fan, you may know the band Avoid. Evidently, Jim Rome got after this band many, many years ago. Well, actually, I think it was about a year and a half ago. And gave them a whole heck of a lot of pub. So, yeah, man, a big second hour here in the Big Nation. And we also want to hear from, we know that he sits past, but we had Lemmy Kilmister in here shortly after uh, one of the 9-11 dates. And he talked about uh, his perception of how the U.S. is going to change. But first is Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. Brought to my good friends at General Tire. <clears throat> Excuse me. Crash, you go to GeneralTire.com before you do your snappy Pit News and Notes, will you? And check it out. 
Well, All right. You, well, you gonna... I'm doing you the notes right now, so I'll do it after my news yeah. and notes. How about that? Well, for... Let's talk about IndyCar season finale out west. Trans Am in the wet at the Glen. NASCAR with all four series in Kansas and some F1 in Monza. A little bit of that going on as well. NASCAR got cut off in the first hour, so let's start with that. John Hunter Nemechek winning in the truck series. Rain then held up the ARCA series after the Xfinity race was cut short with Noah Gregson in the top spot. But then ARCA did end up running on Sunday morning. Corey Heim, it was Heim time. He was the dominant winner before the Cup Series then took to the track with Tyler Reddick on the pole. That didn't last too long because tires, yes, again, in stock cars. Tire blow cost him a bit in the playoffs. Now he's only two above the cutoff line, whereas he was sitting, what, Fourth overall. Should have some general tires, man. That's what I'm saying. For the second week in a row, though, get this. The race winner was not vying for the title crown. Today in Kansas, this is another little interesting tidbit. The winner was Bubba Wallace in the same number 45 that was first across the stripe on the Kansas asphalt in the spring. That 45 is clearly hooked up in Kansas. Let's go back to IndyCar. Alex Pillow winning the battle in California. The ninth winner on the season in a 16-race IndyCar season. Good parody this season, as we were saying. Mm-hmm. Will Power drove his butt off, though, in a very loose car to secure his second IndyCar championship. And we'll chat. we chatted with Power last hour. You can check out that interview come tomorrow on YouTube. Remember, he also surpassed Mario Andretti with polls. 68, number one qualifying spots on the season. Huge weekend for motorsports. Freak Nation, Julie Natus coming up here in the Freak Nation Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Stewart Racing joins the NHRA Camping World Drag Racing Series and its drivers Liam Pruitt and Matt Hagen will face off against NHRA stars including the legendary John Force Racing Teams, the NHRA Midwest Nationals, Friday September 30th through Sunday October 2nd Worldwide Technology Raceway Don't miss this legendary battle of horsepower and performance. Brought to you by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. Metro Madness only comes once a year. Get your tickets now at www.wtraceway.com Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. At CDW, we get Mac at work works for everyone. I work in IT, and since we switched to Mac, the text messages I'm getting are a lot more positive. Sales is happy because Mac works with all their apps. 
Finance is happy to get power without the big price tag. And CDW configured every device to work right out of the box. Is there an emoji for that? I use the unicorn. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Get a great deal on Mac for your business at cdw.com slash getmac. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800-631-9123. 800-631-9123. That's 800-631-9123. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. studios 22 years of doing this did that catch you off guard there that's 22 years of doing speed freaks on a sunday night thank you affiliates across the country making this thing possible as we bring in another 80 plus affiliates tonight with sports map network again thank you guys for being a part of the stat man crash gladys kenny Sargent, brought to you by good friends at general tire and lucas oil and julie Natos joining us here in the Freak Nation. And there's a little giggle, a little hesitation there for me because <laughs> before we went live with Julie, we we're trying to figure out how the hell to pronounce her name. All right, uh, run us through the the enunciations of your name that you've encountered over your life, uh, top alcohol pilot. I mean, there's, I say Natas, then there's Natas, and I don't even know how many other ways people have been saying it, but it's just easier for me to say Natas with my accent. Whatever people say, it's not right anyway. So whatever is comfortable for you. Well, you say with your accent. What is the accent that you have, Julie? So my language is Norwegian. Like I'm from Norway, so I've always been speaking Norwegian. And then when I moved to America like seven years ago, I had to find a different way to say it. (laughs) Bang. Yeah. Leave it to the Americans to brutalize another (laughs) name. Holy (laughs) smokes. Yes. Uh, Julie Natos joining us here in the Freak Nation, top alcohol pilot for the NHRA and a big winner in Indianapolis Motor Speedway. No, the big, IRP. Excuse me. IRP, the big go uh, over Labor Day weekend, joining us here in the Freak Nation. In, a, in an elevator speech or in a nutshell, tell us how you got here, because that's a big deal. Statman said this before going live with you, a Norwegian drag racer. I don't think I've ever said that. In our 22 years, run us through the the QuickBooks version of how in the hell you got into a top alcohol dragster. Well, I obviously grew up in Norway. My dad, I grew up at the racetrack with my dad and grandfather racing, top fuel, pro mods, all that kind of fun stuff. And then I started racing junior dragsters. And whenever I was done with high school, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. So I moved to Santa Barbara, California for like a you know, have a fun year in college and then see what happens from there. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, if I go to America, I can try to become a professional race car driver. So I think it was my last year in college. I got my top alcohol license with Randy My Racing. 
you, I think, put in a tweet or an Instagram that you've never had a weekend as crazy as this past weekend, the 2022 Indianapolis U.S. Nationals. Can you explain for people that might not be aware precisely how crazy it was? Yeah, you doubled up with wins, but walk us through the process of what actually happened and your mindset of, I might not get to that second race. Oh, wait, I just won that second race. Huh? (laughs) Well, yes. So obviously you come into a race, or at least for me, I'm like, okay, I'm confident in myself and my team. And I was this weekend because I felt like we finally had our car, like our race car back together. Like it's running quick times. Like we have the car that can win this race. And we also have the Jags All-Star. So I figured, you know what, maybe I think we can double up. So I was already qualified. We're fine. We win first and second round of the Jags All-Stars. And then we have a little bit of a rain delay. So we're all just like, oh. Um, like waiting around like come on let's go and then we're racing in the dark in that final round just like last year and then I hit the gas pedal it shook I can't see anything because it shook my brains out so I pedal it and it's still shaking like I'm still driving to shake and all of a sudden I have a body in my lap like I can't see because the body panels are all in front of my face right before I cross the finish line this piece of my body just blew out of my face and I see the wind light comes on and I look in front of my car and I'm like, it's cold. It's kind of breezy and where's the rest of my car, but wait, did we win? Like what just happened? Like I was just, I couldn't believe it. It was so weird. Like all the emotions all at once, like we ruined this car or this body, but we won the race. So when I pulled off of the racetrack and I was done with my interviews, I'm like, um, I have first round of the U.S. Nationals tomorrow morning at 945 and it's currently 1130 p.m. <laughs> what are we going to do? Like, is there another body? Like, is there anything else that's broken? And we broke the wing and a couple other things that we did have things for in the trailer. It was really just a body that we were missing. So now there's emotions of like, oh gosh, is, are we done? Like, is this it? Um, and then we managed to get a body. Well, my old body from last year, it was in the shop in Kansas. So Megan, my teammate, or she used to drive with us. She's now retired. She took that job with her husband and drove the body up. And because they changed our schedule, like I said, we were supposed to race first round at 9 45 a.m but because of the weather that was supposed to come in like rain they changed it so we were now going to run first round at 2 p.m my body came to the racetrack at 1 p.m and we were able to like get it on the race car and it was just such a huge relief feeling like more emotions coming in like okay we got it we can race like okay we're good and then we just started racing and we kept going rounds And I was sick to my stomach. Like I'm normally not sick to my stomach before elimination. Like I wanted to throw up every single round. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, what if I screw this up for my team? Like, I really don't want to mess this up because now we got the chance. Like we can go double up and what a crazy story and all of this, like all at once. Um, And then we did. So when I won that final round, there was, Huge relief. I was bawling my house out from the moment that I saw the wind light on until we got into that winter circle. 
I love it that young people are getting into drag racing because I I saw it in getting ready for this. I saw an interesting uh, comments that uh, people your age aren't getting into drag racing, at least into the the top ranks of drag racing. Is that something that you plan to be in the top fuel categories with Antron Brown, or are you happy to to stay where you are and? top alcohol dragster, the sportsman categories. Oh, my dream and goal is absolutely to go top fuel racing. If it's a top fuel dragster or a funny car, I really don't care. I just, that's all I wanted to do. And that's what I'm working towards. Like, that's what I started on whenever I moved to Santa Barbara here seven years ago. Wow. Wow. Santa Barbara. (laughs) Santa Barbara to a, a double up winner at... Well, I have to move out of Santa Barbara. I'm not there anymore. <laughs> oh, where are you? In Brownsburg, Indiana. <laughs> okay, you've gone from Norway to Santa Barbara yeah. to Brownsburg, Indiana. <laughs> you have no care whatsoever about where you live. You're not even. You don't even have a chance to go to In and Out anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of sad. You know, it's like racing. Like it works out better for me to be in Brownsburg than this for me to be in Santa Barbara. Julie Natas or Natas, <laughs> Natas, Natas, Natias. Oh boy, top alcohol <laughs> pilot. Of course, double up at Indianapolis last weekend in Labor Day here in the Freak Nation Lucas Hole Studios. After those wins, you had to go party. Two things: uh, you're old enough to drink, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. So what was your beverage of choice? And then what was your cheat meal? What's the meal? What's the thing that you gnawed on in celebration that night after those big wins? Um, The first beverage that was given to me was a course light. And I think people I don't think I ever had to go reach for my own drink. So I was it was either course light or Michelob Ultra. And for dinner that night, everything was booked up. So we just went to this Greek place in Avon, not too far from the racetrack, had a meal. And then I actually was planning a surprise party for my best friend, Johnny Lindbergh, that night. So all my friends or all our other friends had to go fix that, make sure that was okay. And then I went over to his house and we surprised him for his birthday party. Um, listen, uh, she, wait, wait, she had a double up win and a double up party. Hey, That's hold a on good a weekend. This, this is this whole thing is is just blowing me away. You're from Norway. You go to Santa Barbara. You're in Brownsburg and you celebrate with the Coors Light. Norway's got some of those <laughs> badass beers in the history of mankind. There's a, a Ringness beer. There's Carlsberg. No one had a Norwegian beer for a double up. Lucas Oil triple style top alcohol driver? No, you can't find that in Brownsburg. <laughs> There's nothing, <laughs> nothing from Norway besides me there. So, <laughs> but my drink of choice after my beers, whenever I could actually make one at the birthday party, was a or it's always a Tito soda water and lime and lemon. It's, <laughs> it's, that needs to be called the Natas yeah. <laughs> in the NHRA pits. Tito's soda water. And are you listening, Tito's? Because sponsorship money for Julie would be nice. Yes, Tito's please. soda water, lemon and lime, the Natas. Well, it's not lost on us, Julie, what you did in Indianapolis and what you had to go through. This, it, it's not as if you 
made your runs, went to the pits, took a nap, got back in your race car. You went through trial and error, whether you knew it or not, to yeah. to get those wins. Uh, really, it's all downhill from here for you. <laughs> you get race win, uh, it's like, oh, really? I didn't I didn't suffer any body damage, or we didn't hit the wall. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess. It's going downhill. I'm glad I didn't hit a wall, though, because like I said, I couldn't see anything. So I'm like, am I keeping this straight? In my mind, I'm like, this is probably going to go really, really bad, but I'm glad it didn't. Hey, look, enough of that. I need to know if you know your Norwegian history. Oh, oh no. History is my worst. Hell yes, I'm going there. Julian Atis joining us here in the Freak Nation. Top alcohol pilot, flying those Lucas Oil Colors. Here in the Freak Nation. You know what? Let's see if Statman. Statman's a hell of a history buff. Let's see if. Oh, I am. Yeah. That's Statman. Me. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and I've got some trivia music underneath this here. Uh, Julie, let's do this. All right. You ready for this? I think so. Okay. Who was the first ruler of Norway? I don't know. <laughs> What's a ruler? I don't even know English term, I think. <laughs> What's a ruler? Is it a king and queen system or is it who, a presidential who, system? Who I don't know. Who ruled? Who's the first person that said, I'm the king, I'm the ruler of Norway? Who was it? Oh, I should know this. Yeah. This is embarrassing. I can't remember. Mr. Norway? No, it was uh, Harold the Fairheaded. Of course. Yeah. Oh. I know the word in Norwegian, I think. Do you, <laughs> I haven't heard it in English before. Are, are there any dudes in Norway still called Harold the Fairheaded? Um, Harald is the word in Norwegian. I just remember. Um, Did I don't you think say it on radio. Did you just cuss? <laughs> no, that's his name or their name in Norwegian. <laughs> okay, what is the name of the oldest existing city in no- in Norway? Oldest existing city in Norway. It was founded in 870 AD. I'm going to guess with Oslo, but it was called Christiana before. (laughs) (laughs) You might be right. I'm relying on the internet, by the way. Uh, Toensburg. Toensburg was founded around 870 AD. Around the city can be found many ruins of old buildings, including churches, monasteries from the 13th century. Meanwhile, Julie, ask Kenny about the oldest city in America. I bet he couldn't do that. <laughs> oh, there. Okay. Ask him about the oldest city in Dallas. That would that would stop. <laughs> yeah, the oldest neighborhood. All right, all right. Since I'm a uh, since I'm the king of brutalizing names, let me brutalize this one for you. We'll end it with this. This is this is a should be a layup for you. You ready for this, Julie? Yep. <laughs> in which city is Vishlander Sparkin located? This is the park with all the stone statues and monuments. That's my hometown, Oslo. <laughs> did I do that? Is it Vision Vigden Sparkin? Vigiland and Sparkin? Vigiland Sparkin. Oh, man. <laughs> Off the air. We got new affiliates. They're going to say, man, what is that going on? You guys cussing in Norwegian. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say I'm a badass drag racer in Norwegian? Yes. Hold on. So <laughs> I've been in America for too long because when someone <laughs> says things like this, I'm like, hold on, I got to think. Because um, in Norway, we also say badass. So I would say, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't 
badass drag race chauffeur. Dang. Can you can you say I'd like some barbecue and grape soda in Norwegian? Jag vill väldigt gärna ha lite barbecue och druvbrus. Yeah. You walk into you walk into a, a barbecue joint and roll that off your tongue. They look at you and call the police. They said the water's out of your mind. Can you say goodbye, speed freaks in Norwegian? How's it uh, speed freaks? Well, that's kind of oh, boring. we're just the same. We're just <laughs> yeah. freaks will be the same. It's not your name. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's not your name. It's not your name. Yeah, <laughs> love it. <laughs> Go crush it in Iowa, babe. Julie, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. You know, again, that interview, by the way, Julie Natus is about thirty minutes long. Go to our mm-hmm. YouTube page. We'll have it up there for you this week. And you missed any of the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv from the Lucas Oil Studios. And sometimes we got to deal with the elements. Statman has a crap storm <laughs> going out on outside his uh, studio. We've got one going on here. It literally just hit. Uh, yeah. Richard C. Suave in uh, uh, Central Control there. How's it look outside your studio, bud? Look all right? Oh, we're good now. Yeah, it looks like it's beautiful outside. No rain quite yet, but I'm assuming it's coming my way. And it, as always happens, it will probably hit as soon as I start driving home, which is the scariest situation of all time here in the state yep. of Arizona because nobody knows how to drive in the rain. Makes it a lot scarier. So wish me luck driving home tonight, everybody. You got it. Good luck, Swabby. Uh, more freaks next. <laughs> Check out a great piece recently on autowig.com. It looks at why young people aren't being attracted to the top ranks of NHRA drag racing. And like with most things, the answer to all your questions is money. But this bottom line is different. Money is flowing into Major League Drag Racing because of the Fox TV package and how it's growing. Sponsors like that. But this piece finds some interesting comments from championship drivers in the Lucas Oil Sportsman categories. Some of those champions are spending enough to be successful in the spotlight of drag racing, but they're enjoying drag racing instead of the business of drag racing. They have million-dollar motor coaches, million-dollar haulers, million-dollar cars, and the teams to support them. They just don't want to be road warriors crisscrossing the country, and they don't want to navigate social media for sponsors. They just want to go racing, win, have fun, and maybe be home to enjoy life, their own businesses, and their families. It's a problem facing most forms of motor racing. Some just want to race and have a life at the same time. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Uh, real quick, Style Freak Nation, it was 2005, actually, the anniversary. It was a Sunday night, September 11, when uh, Lemmy Kilmister joined us in the studio. Uh, Lemmy Kilmister of Motorhead and really uh, shook our souls on his thoughts on America at the time on the fifth, no, fifth an- fourth anniversary, Crasher, right? He was of in- 9-11, right? No, he was not with us on 9-11. He was with us 
for our show anniversary. And it just so yeah, happened. 2005. That, yes. It? it just so, yeah. so happened that the subject of America at that time right. and post 9-11 came up in the interview. Let me kill Mr. Here in the Freak Nation. A question along yeah. that along that line, as much as you've toured around the United States in the last 30 years, what's the biggest change you've seen in this country as a, as this a, country, as a Britisher? It's become a lot less cheerful. Ah. You know what I mean? It's become more hysterical. Hysterical. But less cheerful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are more determined to have a good time because of all the crap they have to put up with, you know. But all the same, it's not real spontaneous joy like it i mean when i first came wow. over here kind of like yeah. forced joy not forced even it's just a different brand of it yeah, i mean not, people aren't really as happy joy. generally anymore yeah. and they get a lot more to worry about because you you guys never got bombed before whereas europe we did yeah we all got bombed in europe so it wasn't as big of a deal for us 2001 you know and you guys have never been hit before like that badly in a big city, you know, like London got plastered in the Second World War, all of Germany, all of France, you know, and you guys never had it before. So I think it really, it really stopped one of your personality traits developing anymore. It stopped you being carefree. Huh. Do you know what I mean? It stopped you being, and it stopped you being self-confident to a large extent, I think. Wow. wow. Know, because before you were confident that you were miles away from everywhere that could get at you, you know? And nobody can touch us. Yeah, How about yeah, that? yeah. And, and then On suddenly. The anniversary. How about I know. That? And then suddenly you got touched, you know, and then the big way. And I think that wow. really spoiled it for you. Let that resonate from Lemmy Kilmister here in the Freak Nation. That was 2005, September 11th, in the studio with Lemmy Kilmister of Motorhead. Whoa. So that was on September 11th. Yep. So I was September back. 11th, okay. 2005. I was off. Yep. All right. It was. Wow. Yep. Let's think about that, Freak Nation. And actually, if you look up, if you put in Lemmy Kilmister with Speed Freaks, you can listen to the full interview. It's out there. The full interview with Lemmy Kilmister, it was just greatness. He spent about 30 minutes in the studio with us. Mm -hmm. You know, listening to what he just said has such resonance today about not being. Uh, um, Got a break. Vulnerable. And it's, it's listen Perfect. to the interview. Yeah. Yep. All right, Freak Nation, coming up next from the band Avoid, it's Benny Scholl here in the Freak Nation. Motorsports Radio, redefined. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. <laughs> Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. 
Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with Geico or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with Geico. Just ask your neighbors. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code KEY for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code KEY for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code KEY for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800-631-9123. 800-631-9123. That's 800-631-9123. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Robot Voice. Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. And again, welcome in. A plethora of new affiliates through Sports Map, and I got to let, let me preface this: Benny Scholl of the band Avoid joining us here in the Freak Nation, and we just found out that this dude's hanging out at uh, Pikes Peak, one of the most legendary areas when it comes to motorsports. Uh, Benny, do you understand the significance of Pikes Peak and that area in motorsports, bro? I really do. I mean, obviously, you have the famous hill climb that's here every year. And then this raceway is just so historic for so many different races. Like when we found out we were playing a festival that came here, it was like, yo, what? This is amazing. (laughs) So when we started Speed Freaks, uh, you were two years old. And let me run through some of the ladies. We've had, of course, all the biggest names in motorsports in here. But you're following the likes of Rob Halford, Judas Priest, Lemmy of Motorhead, Kenny Wayne Shepard, Tommy Shaw of Sticks. Uh, head P. I could go on and on and on. Uh, wow. So you better, you better better get ready, man, for your first time in the Freak Nation, Benny. <laughs> I'm ready for the Freak Nation, baby. It sounds like you've had some legends before me. I'm just ready to follow in their footsteps. That a boy. I don't think any of them were motorheads, though, like you guys. So, I mean, oh, this is natural. Yeah. Yes. All right. So oh, yeah, now, I love racing. Oh, and I gathered that. So the the pitch was made by Becky with your PR company, and I, I was not familiar with the band. Of course, I am now. But when I started to do my research and watch your videos, when I see videos with you wearing a Brendan Gaughan shirt, <laughs> I see a video of you wearing a Bubba Wallace shirt. 
I see a video of you wearing a Chase Elliott and an IndyCar banner behind you. And then I see you wearing a good wrench lid. I think, bro, <laughs> we got to get Benny here in the Freak Nation. Oh, check this right now, too. I got a Rockingham oh race hat right now. <laughs> wow. And you're at Pikes Peak International Raceway. It doesn't get any better. We're, we're right here. You can kind of see it through the window. <laughs> All right. So run, right me, there. Hey, run me through this. this uh, it, the band's from Seattle. You got about as much motorsports up there as, uh, as we've got uh, water here in Phoenix. How in the hell did you get involved with, and, and with all this paraphernalia with motorsports, bud? So uh, it kind of started, it started really natural. So when I was like a little, so my dad grew up in Eastern Washington. So four hours away from Seattle. And while there isn't like a bunch of, there isn't like a NASCAR race that comes here in a year, he was always growing up a massive fan. So then when I was a little kid, I mean, he was a diehard Dale Earnhardt fan and all that. And so he got me into it at a young age. And so we would just watch the races every weekend growing up. And then being a little kid, I would like collect all the, the die casts. And I was just in love with it. And then when when the band was able to kind of do its own thing and we were figuring out, you know, where where can we like pave out uh, our career in this industry? And being a, being a rock band in uh, 2022 isn't always the, the easiest thing when, rock might not be the forefront of uh, the most popular music in the world but you know i mean racing is massive i mean there's race events across the country every weekend hundreds of thousands of thousands of people go to these race events every weekend and they're typically not listening to like taylor swift you know <laughs> <laughs> so we were like we love racing we got music that rocks and I imagine that a lot of these people that are going to these races want to rock too. So it was a cool way to like start getting involved with a fan base that we knew would probably dig the band and something that we genuinely love being around, which is racing. Holy smokes. Uh, you are, you're always curious how certain people get involved in motorsports. And I certainly uh, understand that. And that what you've done in motorsports, you teamed up with again, an Xfinity series driver not one of the most well-known, Joe Graff for NASCAR Heat 5. And I believe there's they're actually featuring one of your songs in there. When Who made the call to be a part of uh, NASCAR Heat 5? Who called you up? Did you, did you recruit somebody or what? So we uh, – so we've uh, – in general, we're a massive fan of NASCAR Heat 5 and, or just the NASCAR Heat series in general. And I remember there was like NASCAR Heat 3 and 4 when those games were coming out. We would bring like PlayStations and stuff on tour and TVs just so that we could play NASCAR Heat, like in the in the green room and stuff like that. Purely just because we like to. But the one thing that we always thought about that game, and no disrespect to the game, but the soundtrack was ass. <laughs> and we were like, "Yo, we could write a way better song and get into this game." And so we actually did. We literally wrote a song called Heat when we, uh, our, our guitar player Nick and I, one night. We were like, like three in the morning, we were having a little bit of writer's block and we we're like, well, what's next? And so we put up the NASCAR heat loading screen on our TV and then just put the TV on a mute and just look at it. And we started like writing a song to what we felt like the video game sounded like. And then a couple months later, we finish up the song. And then uh, it was uh, our bass player, Luke, at like three in the morning. Uh, just went on to Reddit and went to the NASCAR heat like subreddit and posted like, yo, how do you submit your music to be in these games? Like my band loves the game. We've literally wrote a song for it. Like 
how do you uh, how do you submit for it? And the only person that replied to that post was a game developer for NASCAR Heat. He oh. gave us his email, and we submitted the songs. And then we got ghosted for like two months. And then the pandemic hit. Oh. And then the first email hit after like everything shuts down is uh, like, hey, we love the songs. We'd like to take two songs and put them in the NASCAR Heat game. And we'd actually like to launch with your song being the trailer for the video game. And we were like, are you kidding me? What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So lesson to everyone out there, never fear being ghosted. It just might mean that the process is, is going through its, its which whatever it has to take. And also just take that chance, send that email, make that post. The worst anyone's ever going to say is no. And best case scenario, you get into a video game. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Holy cow. But you're right. We've actually, okay, we started this show in June of the year 2000. And yes, at the time, NASCAR was mostly country. There were some pop songs that were jumping between IndyCar and sports cars. And that was exactly our big beef with motorsports in general. We were saying, this is the original extreme sport. This is, I mean, X Games would not exist. This is literally, we were moonshining, picking up cars to get away from cops. Yes. This is is about (laughs) alternative culture. Yes. And it needs that rock and roll vibe. You made a comment earlier that, hey, maybe rock and roll isn't quite the thing in 2022, but it always lives on. It doesn't matter if it's the thing now. It's what takes us through the decades and through the generations, right? It's never going anywhere. It's never going anywhere. Wow. So keep Billy Joel, lead singer of the band Avoid. Mm-hmm. What are you plugged into, dude? I've never, we've never had anybody with this much energy on <laughs> our show. This is incredible. Full fledged, unchecked ADHD, my friends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it's wow. exciting. And there's it's also, here. when you, if you're looking for something to write, there's a, a monster. Behind your back, every so often it'll open its eye and we'll see this one-eyed thing in the shadows behind you, and then it'll close the eye. And uh, if you want something to write about, you can write about that monster that's going on behind you. It's like Eminem's monster under the bed. You got a monster in the shadows in the back of your car. In the van. You already know. It's it's our bed, actually. Yes. That's where we sleep yeah. on tour. It writes it. It writes itself. You got a one-eyed monster that's sleeping in the bed behind you. There you go, dude. The song writes itself. We just love racing, and I love. I mean, if anyone wants to talk to us about our band, like that makes me so happy, and I get so excited. So again, I just appreciate you guys having us and even wanting to chat with us. No, S little bands don't get in video games. They don't sing before big races like you guys did in Las Vegas. Come on. No, 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 no. You guys have great stuff. You've got an audience that is just diehard and you're going places. I mean, you just said you're only 24 years old. You've got a lifetime ahead of you to continue to make people happy through your music. So, no. no. Let me follow up on that a little bit. I'm told in the research here, I'm told that when you sung, the national anthem at some race, there was no power Power went out on the uh, stage and you had to wing it. How did you wing it 
the national anthem. People that know what they're doing don't know the song, and here you are winging it in front of a huge audience. Hey, first of all, we're always winging it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, so to so that story, uh, so when we got involved with uh, with Joe Graff Jr. and stuff like that, and we got involved with him through the video game and not, and he let, he's like runs a, a small little logo on the C post for our every week too. Uh, but so his main sponsor bucked up energy. They like last minute sponsored a truck race last March or I think March of 2020, 2021. I forget the exact day, but they were sponsoring the race and uh, they needed someone to sing the national anthem. So like two weeks before the race, I got a call from their team and we're like, Hey, we need a national anthem singer. And uh, you're like the, you're a band that sponsors our drivers. So you want to do it? And I've never typically been one to do like national anthems and stuff like that. But I was like, if NASCAR is calling you and asking you to sing the national anthem, I don't really feel like that's something you could say no to. <laughs> so we did it. And uh, so our guitar player, Nick and I, for the next two weeks, we like practiced a little like guitar and vocal version, like, obviously, like traditional, but with our style, like a little bit of guitar distortion. And like, I have a grittier voice. And so it like, it definitely worked when he had the guitar and kind of everything going. Uh, and so we get down to the race. We're in Las Vegas. They're driving us down to the track. We And we had already cleared it with the with the speedway and everything that we could have power for our amp. And that's how we're doing the anthem. But now we're down on the track getting ready to go. And Nick pulls his amp out. And they're like, we don't have power down here. No. And we're like, what? <laughs> and so they were like, you just have to do it by yourself. And I'm like. Do you guys understand that I am like a rock singer, very gritty. Half the time I'm screaming. I don't know if you want to just make me sing the national anthem by myself right now. But no, I mean, it was kind of just like, well, I mean, you're down. It's not like we can say no at that point. I'm down there. There's 20,000 people in the seats. You got to do it. And so I was just like, yeah, let's just do it. And uh, yeah, I did it acapella. And again, we'd only had two weeks before that to even practice it. I didn't. People on Twitter uh, initially, oh, they were the nicest about it, <laughs> and kind of and it kind of went viral over the weekend. Uh, and then, like, we get home, uh, and I remember, uh, like, I was just getting messages all weekend, and then someone was like, "Yo, Jim Rome is talking about you," and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And they were like, "Yeah, Jim Rome's just like ripping on you right now," and I found the audio. And the audio, and I mean, honestly, Jim Rome is the goat when it comes to roasting. So it was even hard to be upset because it was so funny, even though he was like ripping on me, but it was so funny. And then the other thing, and no disrespect to Jimmy, but he's not necessarily tapped into alternative and like emo and all that culture. So while he's making fun of me, he's comparing me to like the singer of My Chemical Romance and the singer of Taking Back Sunday and the singer of like my favorite bands. Well, speaking, he's making fun of me. So then I screenshot record that. I was like, damn, this is pretty good. Like, if I'm dug it compared to that, I think I did the right thing. And uh, so totally leaned into that. And then I'm just I'm just poking fun back at Jim. And uh, then he starts talking about, like, the tweets and stuff like that. And it ends up being, like, a reoccurring thing on his show, like, all week to where it's like he eventually then listens to the band on air and is like, wait, this band doesn't suck. And, like, dug the band. And then, like, I ended up, like, calling into the show on the last day of the week. And, like, we had a whole, like, 15-minute interview, squashed all the beef. And then 
uh, found out their his like executive or his old main producer. He was from Seattle, like the greater Seattle area. Grew up 15 minutes from where I grew up. Giant Mariners fan. So him and I hit it off, and we still actually talk all the time. And it totally flew from being like, oh, I'm kind of getting made fun of, and everyone's like joking on me, and to where like Jim Rome has my back, the internet has my back, NASCAR culture has my back. And it really ended up being a thing that like could have been super bad, and we were able to really flip it into some huge benefit for the band. Again, Benny Scholl, the band avoid here in the Freak Nation, buddy. Thank you for doing this. Kick some ass this weekend, all right? Get it? Kick some ass. <laughs> there you go. Avoid kicks ass. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much. Seriously, this has been such a blast. Love his energy. That just happened, Freak Nation. <laughs> We're going to get our energy back uh, in three minutes. <laughs> Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. For you that have never been a part of the Freak Nation from Lucas Hole Studios, if you've never, ever heard us, watched us, let me clue you in. Speedfreaks.tv is the website. Be sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're there for you. Uh, all the audio is up on our website. All the videos up on the YouTube page. We've separated all these interviews for the last two hours, and you'll see the full 30, 36 minutes of each one of these interviews. Like Benny Scholl of Avoid, we spent about 35, 40 minutes with this guy, and we Statman had to go retire for about ten minutes to catch his breath, bro. It was it was incredible. I I just can't get over. I still can't get over that monster uh, behind him with that flashing eye going back and forth. Yeah. So again, man, it's our, our pleasure to be doing this, Freak Nation, and thank you, Sports Matt, for bringing us on board uh, for two hours on a Sunday night to your many many affiliates out there. And again, just a reminder, Freak Nation, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Be sure to. Like us on Facebook and subscribe and hit that bell on uh, our YouTube page. Hit the bell. Is that what the kids say? Do what they say, Swabby? Right. Hit the hit the bell. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, here we go. Wow. <laughs> and I am out too. Uh, thanks to football and everything else. Uh, Statman, uh, we'd be happy to shoot the juice to the moose, my friend, and cut it loose. Yeah.